does persecution still happen today? And if so, how do we handle it? Throughout the Bible and history after the Bible was written, God's people have been persecuted. In the New Testament, we see this in Acts 8, beginning of verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death, Stephen's death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, inhaling men and women, committed them to prison. We also see that after Saul was converted, he is more commonly known in the Bible as Paul. He gives a list of the things that he suffered for, bring, for being a Christian. We see that in 2 Corinthians 11, 24-23. And we see all the, the beatings and the stonings that he went through. After the New Testament was written, we can look through history and see different places like in the Fox's Book of Martyrs that gives graphic detail of the persecution that was upon the people of the first century. They were beaten, imprisoned, crucified, burned, and killed in many other painful ways. The same thing happens today, but not always to the same extent that they were. We do not always have that physical persecution. When looking back at what they went through in the first century, it is more harsh and cruel than what we face today in this country. It has been said they were afraid of being sawn in half for preaching the truth. Sometimes our greatest fear is being unfriended on Facebook. The country is getting worse. And there are some countries where the persecution of Christians is not much different from what they went through in the first century. There are some martyrs to Christianity today. And while living in the United States in 2020, we do not face having our lives at stake, but we do face difficulties. I believe that there are many things that we can learn from the persecution of the past. We can learn about the reality of persecution, the reaction to persecution, and the response to persecution. Persecution is real. All throughout history, people have attacked verbally and physically those that speak against their actions, thoughts, and beliefs. The same thing happens today politically and religiously. It is something that we cannot get away from. We need to know about it because we will face it if we are living for God. As Paul wrote to Timothy, Yea, and all that will live godly will suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3.12 If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to John 15. John 15, beginning in verse 18. Jesus is speaking here. And he says, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. 
But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. We will suffer persecution if we are living for God. And while God promises to be with us, as we will see later on, we are not promised an easy life on this earth. In James 1, beginning in verse 2, James writes here, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Also, 2 Timothy 2, 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And 2 Timothy 4, 5. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Notice that in these three passages, there is not a secret key to avoiding persecution or avoiding difficult times in this life. But Paul told Timothy to endure the afflictions to endure the hardness. Next, let us look at the reaction to persecution. One of the greatest examples of this is Stephen. In Acts chapter 7, Stephen is standing, speaking before the council. In Acts 7, we'll begin in verse 51. He says here, Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and have slain them which showed before the coming of the Just One, of whom ye have now been the betrayers and murderers? who have received the law by disposition of angels, and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God, and they cried out with a loud voice, and they stopped their ears, and ran upon him with one accord, and cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. 
This is a perfect example of how a Christian should face persecution because this is very similar to how Jesus handled being crucified. Another example we can look at is the Apostle Andrew. When you look in the Fox's Book of Martyrs, then it records how he was arrested for preaching. And he was threatened with being crucified. He said, I would not preach the honor and glory of the cross if I had feared the death of the cross. He was taken to the cross, and it is written that he was more joyful than afraid. We need to have the attitude of men like this. It is easy to fear in times of trials. The difference is how we act upon that fear, and that will determine our attitude. That will determine our outcome. We cannot let fear stop us. In the list of things that will send those to the lake of fire that we see in Revelation 21.8, at the very beginning of that list, it says the fearful. We cannot let fear stop us. God will be with us. We see in Romans 8, in verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And also verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? This is a mindset that we need to have as Christians, especially when we are going through difficult times. God has promised to be with us. We see that in Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Finally, let's look at the response to persecution. Looking to the early church, they did not let fear stop them. The authorities of men tried to stop them from preaching. In Acts 4, Beginning in verse 18, Peter and John were arrested, and it says, and they, were, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. So as I said, the authorities of men were trying to stop them here. We see in the next chapter that they listened to the authority of God. In Acts 5, beginning of verse 27. 
And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in his name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. We also see that Paul had this attitude. In Galatians 1.10, when he wrote, For do I now persuade God or men, or, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. We need to have the response that they did. We cannot let others affect how we fulfill God's commands. Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That is not conditional upon others. We see that command in Matthew 28, 19-20. And we also see that in John, or in Mark 16, 15, and 16. Paul told Timothy to preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. 2 Timothy 4, 2. This was not just for when people were listening. This was not just for when you were not being persecuted. This is for all the time, and we need to listen to this command today. Even when persecution was near, the first century church went out preaching. Going back to Acts 8, after we see that Saul was making havoc of the church, in verse 4, Therefore they were scattered abroad, went everywhere, preaching the word. They were to remain faithful, no matter what they were going through, and the same goes for us today. Jesus told the church at Smyrna what they were going to be going through. In Revelation 2, in verse 10, Fear none of the, those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Paul could tell that he was going to be put to death soon. And he knew about that crown. In Second Timothy Chapter 4. We'll begin in verse 6. 2 Timothy 4, 6. And before we read these verses, this was not an old man that was about to die from old age. This was not an, a man that was about to die from a physical illness or disease. This was a man that was about to be put to death for preaching, and for being a Christian. And he wrote to Timothy, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, 
and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. We need to persevere, endure, and have the same confidence that they did because we can know that we will have that reward also. John wrote in 1 John 5.13 These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. We can go throughout life not just hoping that we have eternal life in heaven or wishing that we do, but we can know that when we die, no matter when that is, as long as we remain faithful, we will have that reward. Persecution is something that we need to know about. It is real and it will happen to those of us that are Christians in one way or another. We will have a reaction when it happens, good or bad. We need to prepare for what our response will be to it. Let us learn from the great men and women that have helped show us how to live. In Hebrews 11, known as the chapter of faith, we see all that the people in the Old Testament had went through. In beginning in verse 32, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting the deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves. And then beginning... In chapter 12, and verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We see that the world was not worthy of them. Can the same be said for us today? If you are not a Christian, this is shown the harsh reality of being a Christian, but as we looked at, if you remain faithful, you will have a reward. And if you are a Christian, I hope this lesson has given you hope to endure and keep fighting the fight.